0: everybody, I'm Maya, I'm Melissa, and I'm Olivia, and we're here to take you back to your, your twi- Twilight, twilight phase. Hey gals. Hi gals. Hi. Hi friends. What's
1: up? Um, I came up with a new icebreaker last night that I want to test on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why do you mean an icebreaker? I got a sneak peek earlier and I forgot to think about my answer. Um, okay. Wait, what do you mean you got a sneak peek?
1: It came right up this swag. topic
0: came up randomly
1: and so i brought it up um okay here's the question if you one day found yourself embroiled accidentally in a cult what kind of cult do you think it would be
0: christmas a chris (laughs) what the fuck is a christmas cult Well, it's like i would start a christmas i don't i don't have to think about it it would be a christmas cult what does that mean it means that I care about everyone feeling joyous in twinkle lights, Olivia. Like a like an organization that has vowed to create year-long Christmas. Mm-hmm. That sounds so great. <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with the Christian church.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, I feel That's like I about it. if I were embroiled in a cult, it would probably be like Scientology. Like a legit one? Like a actual <laughs> Yeah, like it would be like one of the like cults a that a scale. lot of people get caught up in. Why? Well, why haven't you been caught up in it yet then? Well, you know, it's circumstances. Yeah, I I had the opportunity because <laughs> as Olivia knows from when we were on Slack earlier today, I did <laughs> use to babysit for my uh, former Scientologist neighbors. They're former neighbors. I assume they're still Scientologists. It's probably forever. Um, it's hard to get out. <laughs> So I just feel like, you know, like I knew some Scientologists, I like them, they were nice, so if I were to end up in a cult, it would probably be with, like, you know, my nice neighbors who are good to me, and, yeah. Oh, I think that's how all cults work. Yeah, it is. What? Saying, if there was well, a Christmas cult that, like, existed right now, i definitely just, like.
1: You'd be in just it. Me.
0: Just be, I'd be in it. I just read a graphic novel that's, like, pretty good about this woman who, it's, it's a graphic memoir, so it's true. She, like, got caught up in a cult in, like, California and then had to get her way out of it. All right, hang on. I'm going to move God, my whole computer setup around so I can try to, like, lean over to my shelf and see. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I ripped my headphones out of my ear. Okay, here we go. Oh, um, I
1: asked this question, having Naya, watched- your butt's looking good. Thank
0: looking you, great. there it is.
1: Having watched the entire HBO Nexium miniseries very quickly, and I am now knee-deep in Leah Remini's Scientology show.
0: So. Um, I pulled it out of the thing really fast, and because of the angle, I clocked myself in the head with it. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Here you go. It's called Talking to Strangers, A Memoir of My Escape from a Cult by Marianne Boucher? Boucher? I wish Boucher. I could go was pick it that good? up from you. Yeah, I would bring it to work and lend it to you if I could, <laughs> um, but know that I have it, and in the future, you wow. can borrow it. I can't wait. Um, yeah. My sister was part of a cult, unknowingly. <gasps> what okay, kind? go on. Uh, my sister, Miranda, who also lived in New York City for a bit, uh, it was a cult around Mary. and like the Virgin Mary? Like the Virgin Mary. The Virgin Mary. Mary. And uh, I don't remember a lot of it, but she remembers she was like feeling really like she just like wanted to meet more people in New York. And there was this woman who came up to on oh. the street. <laughs> and oh, she was just like... was it the God the Mother cult? Maybe. Olivia, have you met those people? No, I don't think so.
1: Do they they dress any particular way?
0: Nope, they're super normal. Um, I feel like cults are most successful when they're like really normal. Most people in cults are very normal. Yeah. Yeah. They're super normal and they come up to you on the street and they're like, can I talk to you um, about the Bible and God the mother? And like the kind of like the way they get you into conversation. I have spoken to them. So I know this uh, is they go, they like say something very reasonable about the Bible. That's just kind of like factually true. So they'll be like, okay, so in Genesis, like it says like God did this and this, right? And you're like, right, yeah, that is what it says. Um, And eventually they get around to the argument that's like, if there is a God, the father, there must be a God, the mother. Um, And we believe in like the, divine like combination of these like two aspects of like god's being which all like sounds very like, reasonable which, which sounds yeah, legit very yeah. reasonable but then you like go to a second location with them which i've not done
1: and oh, then my i sister think that's where <laughs> it
0: starts to get weird I and
1: mean, usually there's like at least having consumed a lot of cult media usually there's minimum like a three-day workshop kind of situation right or like short class series that is full of useful and reasonable things like if right. they were too weird right away it wouldn't work on anybody exactly
0: that's how they so, get you. Yeah. i just remember my sister telling me that she went to some people's houses they like offered her food uh <laughs> and then she was trapped and then she was trapped um she honestly thinks the whole experience was very funny
1: uh well clearly uh, she didn't uh, get too trapped yeah it, she
0: didn't get too trapped at all yeah. but Miranda's a little wild, so none of us were surprised that she's the one in the family that got accidentally inducted into a cult. I don't know. In high school, I was very offended because um, one of the religion rooms, I went to Catholic high school, had like a poster of like, religions, belief systems, and cults. And my religion, the Baha'i faith, happened to be under the word cult. It wasn't a column it's just the design of the poster it was like and cults and like the baha'i faith was at the end so it was under <laughs> the word cults um and a rumor went around that i was in a cult and i was like oh just because i'm not a catholic like the rest of you so
1: going. tragic <laughs>
0: that
1: was a good icebreaker olivia
0: Yeah, listeners, write in and tell us what kind of cult you would most likely be in or if you've been in a cult. Who wants to start a Christmas cult with me? Oh my god. Accepting applications now. You can't
1: start a cult knowing it's going to be a cult. Yes, huh? No. can do whatever I want. You start a cult with like some legitimate true wisdom that you want to share with some people.
0: Are you saying I don't have any true wisdom? And then slowly trap them. I have so much wisdom differentiates a cult from like any organization or group of people that like spend a lot of time together and are kind of
1: intense. Okay. Here are the main things. Um entrapment because of your I'm complete dependence that. on them. So yeah. usually it is uh like financial and or social. Emotional. Usually there's emotionally
0: dependent on me. Great. Great trait. Um, (laughs) Usually there's some kind of
1: excommunication process. Um, Like one of the most intense things about Scientology is that you are not allowed to criticize Scientology. And if you criticize Scientology, you are exiled. And all of everybody, including like your nuclear family inside of Scientology is no longer allowed to talk to you. (gasps) Like very intense family disconnection. And the other thing that cults all have is Um, charismatic leader.
0: Oh my God! Check, check, check. Charismatic leader. Yo, what about if I excommunicated all other holidays? Sorry, no more holidays. It's only Christmas. That would be a cultish action (laughs) to take. I'm very charismatic. I think we should move on to listener letters. We have some. I have a lot to think about. You do fantastic listener letters. We have so many. Eric writes in, audiobook, just started listening to Midnight Sun audiobook because I'm a masochist, one, terrible <laughs> casting, Think sultry American Alex Trebek, may he rest in peace,
1: two, um, reads no. like a
0: fanfic, three, Edward is four times more annoying out loud, Jesus fucking Christ, thanks, <laughs> period, Eric's email was amazing, so world-class emailing, <laughs> just, Fantastic. All right, we got to listen to the ebook thoughts. after after we, I don't know, read it. I guess the entirety of Midnight Sun we will also listen to a chapter of the audiobook. <laughs> Going to end up reading this book like four times within the first year. Next up, Erin writes in, love the pod. Thanks, Erin. She says, it is Erin, your patron, who you discovered mid-recording. Well, and <laughs> that was a very delightful experience. That was very fun. She says, My Twilight phase was a little later than you all since I am a bit older. I was newly married and pregnant with my firstborn when the last book came out and I finally started reading. Imagine how weird it is to be reading Breaking Dawn while rocking your own super huge belly. It was a little freaky. I now have three girls who tease me for my obsession with Twilight. I let them tease me because I think I am raising them to be badass feminists and I don't ever want them to think Twilight is cool enough to read. (laughs) My oldest is now in sixth grade and fastly approaching the age where she would fall fully in love with an obsessive gaslighting vampire if she reads mm-hmm. it. Let's hope mm-hmm. she still thinks they're lame when she's old enough to know what a good partner looks like in reality. <laughs> Thanks for your podcast. I really love your friendship, the way you all say "stupid," and how you always <laughs> laugh after your "bite me" sign off. Aaron so loves this. Aaron, your email I... was not stupid.
1: I didn't know that we did that until Erin wrote this email, and then I thought to myself, yep, we all say stupid, really funny.
0: (laughs) The the same exact thing happened to me. The moment I read the email, I was like, oh, yeah, stupid. Stupid. Oh, that's good. Next up, we've got one from Abby. She writes, sorry, I'm not witty enough to write a funny subject line. Well, you know what, Abby? That worked. That made me smile. Saying, Good enough. <laughs> she says, My name is Abby and I'm obsessed with your podcast. Oh, thank you. Nope. I'm 14 years old. Oh, ah, Abby. Another teenager. Hello. We love the youths. I had my twilight phases in all three years of middle school. I've been binging your podcast over the past couple months. I had to mow the lawn a few weeks ago. I was excited to <laughs> four once since it meant I got to listen Aww. to you guys for two hours. You guys. You can't hear us over the lawnmower? Well, you know, like headphones. Be careful with your ears. I must now describe to you Abby's, like, profile picture attached to this (laughs) email. It is like a classic lawnmower, you know, probably looks like a John Deere. It's green with a yellow seat and attached to the front, like where Thomas the Tank Engine's face would be. (laughs) is a celebrity actor, but it's so small on my computer I can't tell who it is, but I think it's Ryan Gosling.
1: It's absolutely a hundred percent.
0: Definitely Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. <laughs> it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I wanna know like Abby, do you mow the lawn so often that you had to make this photo with an unrelated <laughs> to the fact that mowing the lawn like shows up it's in this email, email and might be a big part if of if she life. has a riding lawn mower then i to- then i take back my question about they're still loud though okay yeah but not if I the ones that you push i was gonna comment on
1: the fact that she can listen to us for two hours which i don't understand and we try so desperately to keep our episodes close to an hour like when they're too long we, we do tr- if you can believe it, we do trim shit. (laughs) And the fact that she's, like, voluntarily listening to us for two hours anyways is mind-blowing.
0: You guys, we're bingeable. People binge us. Anyway, this really warmed my heart. She says, I love your views on the series. As I'm only 14 years old, I haven't had enough life experience to comprehend some of the racist and anti-feminist themes in this story. But you guys have opened my eyes and helped me look deeper into this book. Can we call it a book? I'm not sure if it qualifies. (laughs) And that's does some really great like analysis of the text. Uh-huh. Abby is like, okay, so the sun is always shining even through the clouds. Mm, like even accurate. if it's cloudy, the sun is up there. So unless accurate. the clouds block every bit of sunlight that hit forks, which this is now Maya editorializing, would mean that it's like dark, like fully dark, the Collins would still have sparkled even when it was cloudy or rainy. Also Abby, why is it against green laws? We noticed the time. In sunlight. Everyone would think it was body glitter.
1: Annoys me A- every time, Abby. There's sunlight everywhere at all times. Even everywhere. moonlight
0: is and it sunlight. reflects off of everything.
1: It's oh. the only thing available to us.
0: Make it make sense. Great email. Abby, thank you so much.
1: The other Olivia also wrote back Other Olivia. <laughs> she just finished listening to our most recent episode in which we you question why Edward knows so much about you all agree that even if you had a century with no sleep, you still wouldn't get around to learning dumb stuff like that. Extremely valid and sane. However, I recently finished rereading Breaking Dawn and I was reminded of an extremely funny scene that I think is relevant. After Bella is turned into a vampire and they start having a ton of sex, we get that iconic scene where Bella is like, but if we don't get tired and we don't sleep, how do we stop having sex? God, I forgot about that. <laughs> then immediately remembers she just had a baby four days ago. <laughs>
0: Uh, I can't wait until Breaking Dawn.
1: I can't wait either. Edward tells her how unbearable it has been to live with a house full of vampires who won't stop fucking. And then he says that that is why he reads so much, even for a vampire, because he has so much time on his hands that he doesn't spend having vampire sex like the rest of his family. Oh
0: my god.
1: Uh... Right, and he can read minds also. Like, he's not just sitting there with his super hearing. I'd take
0: my book out of the house.
1: So of course his room is full of CDs. In conclusion, Edward knows about all the classifications of bugs in the Pacific Northwest because he's been horny and repressed for 80 years and has had nothing better to do.
0: That's a great point, Olivia. Great analysis. On the yeah. other hand, he could run away. He could On not On the other be there. hand, he could solve this problem. He
1: could leave, but probably he's sitting there being sad and listening. Yeah, to music he's and he's being an
0: e-boy. So probably. And Probably. even though, like, he can go anywhere, like, okay, let's let's just imagine it. You're in the house. All three of the vampire couples you live with are fucking. You're like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. But it's daytime, so I can't be around people. So you go True. for a run in the woods. Right. You're out of stuff, so you just sit down to wait it out. Right. What do you do? You listen. Then you start to get curious. What bug is that? <laughs> like, ooh, what bug is that? you go home you google it <laughs> you know what i just thought about there's probably a whole community of vampires who live underground just like, like the burrowed. city of ember did right. you guys read those books yes
1: well i read the first one and then half mm-hmm. the second one
0: yeah they just burrowed underground they never have to worry about the sun and uh genius. and people because genius
1: yeah underground vampire underwater vampire or space vampire
0: Okay. Why were none of these explored? the new plan. It's the new plan. They all have the same problem, which is like, but how do they like get blood? They don't have to eat that often. Yeah. Every two weeks, if you're at the bottom of the ocean, fish have blood. Fish in the meantime. Yeah, fish have blood. They can make it work. You're right. You You know know, how many whales are in the the ocean? Whales have a lot of blood. Oh, true. You can't
1: take down a whole whale. That would throw off the whole ecosystem. Oh, Edward could take down a whole whale. they definitely could. It would be fun. Super easy and fun. Okay, I want to get to our last listener letter of the week, which is from Bridget. Bridget! Bridget! She has some awesome slash hilarious news. As, of course, you already know, 2020 has been the year of reliving my twilight phase and rambling on to my friends about Midnight Sun. Well, turns out my friends have actually been listening to me this whole time. They threw me a surprise Twilight-themed birthday
0: party. She attached some photos.
1: They include um, blood bags with cranberry vodka drinks, which is probably (laughs) my favorite part. Um, Books as decorations, the movies playing in the background, posters, soundtracks, Twilight stickers, etc. That, I feel like I've maybe seen these at party supply. You know, for like Um, your Halloween you on
0: Halloween needs, right yeah, probably, probably. you
1: could get a get a blood bag <laughs> and then also there's a picture of her very cute dog whose name is Brody he was maybe going to be Riley or Charlie but those don't actually sound very Twilight in the end so
0: um, Bridget please write in with more pictures of Brody um, <laughs> very important if you could do that that would be much appreciated
1: Happy birthday, Bridget. Happy Happy birthday. Happy Bridget
0: Day. Happy Bridget Birthday Day. You're also Scorpio. Scorpio sisters.
1: Love it. Wow.
0: Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Yeah, guys, keep it up. Write in. Tell us about your cults. We want to know. I want to know. And now, the time has come. Duh. To talk about midnight, midnight Sun. I left my book over. <laughs> Not next <laughs> <It's> to me. <laughs> so,
1: one thing we need. I know. That and
0: friendship. <laughs> I just watched Olivia almost spit her drink out. <laughs> <laughs> Whose week is it to do the recap?
2: I think it's Melissa's. Um, it's
0: mine? Chapter six, Blood Type. Chapter six blood type. Guess what, y'all? I reread this half an <gasps> hour before. So I'm so proud of you. Thank Ooh, you. You know what happened. I know what happens. Um, blood type. Are you my favorite chapter in Twilight? Um, mm. this is probably not my favorite chapter in Midnight Sun. Mm, uh. boo. Um basically, Edward goes back to school, and this is after you know the whole stalking and watching her sleep, and he knows that. <laughs> She, like, has feelings for him, and he's decided that he loves her, so he goes to school, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna hang out with Bella. (laughs) Um, So he, you know, sits at the lunch table, all by his lonesome, and Bella comes in, and he does a little finger wavy and a little wink, and it's all seductive, Um, and they just, like, IDK chat about what she thinks he is. I feel like a lot of the conversation got cut out here from Twilight. I mean, not that I remember it very well, but um, she has her kryptonite guests, et cetera. And then also the lemonade cap is introduced in this scene. Yes. Very important. (laughs) Uh, And then Edward skips biology because they're blood typing. Um, He goes to his car and is, I don't know, awakened from his seedy stupor when he sees Mike (laughs) taking Bella to the nurse's office. She looks dead. Um, but when he rushes over, realizes that she's not, she's just fainted, and he takes her to the nurse's office and, uh, tries to, like, keep all these interactions super casual and light, um, (laughs) while simultaneously thinking, like, extremely melodramatic things, (laughs) uh, and I mean, this is basically what happens in Twilight. Um, He ends up taking her home, and I think that's it. So, like, really, it's just, like, basically exactly what happens in Twilight, but now we get Edward's perspective. Right. Correct. That is the book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but it's like in this chapter. (laughs) Yeah, this
1: is one of the only chapters where they spend most of the chapter together. Together. We've already seen all of it.
0: That's fair. That's fair
1: i really eight. enjoyed
0: it oh yeah um yeah I'd, I'd give you i think an eight is is fair solid
1: seven solid. and a half
0: to eight okay you don't have to say seven and a half to eight just say eight well my instinct was a seven so really you brought me up <laughs> So, at the beginning of this chapter, (laughs) Edward
1: is like, hmm, everybody else thinks that she's clumsy, and then he pays attention, and he's like, oh, she (laughs) is clumsy. I'm I'm so surprised, even though I'm the most observant person who's ever been alive, I did not notice that she trips every two minutes, because
0: there's just something so graceful about her neck. (laughs) God, you're so stupid. And he's just sitting there, like, in class, and when he realizes, he laughs out loud, and he everyone, like, looks, looks at him. Frozen <laughs> insane. I found um. this very strange. I guess it's supposed to be, like,
1: this is something that Bella tells us about herself, page he, one. Like, notices it. And Edward has a crush on her, so he doesn't mm-hmm. even notice that she's clumsy, because she's just so amazing, I guess. No, well, it just reads really weird to know. me.
0: I um, like the line, there was nothing graceful about her now. <laughs> 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 um, after he has that realization, he goes to the cafeteria and sits down and like his family walks in and sees that he's at a new table and they aren't surprised because Atlas must have like warned them. And I want to call attention again to the fact that they are so bad at blending in. Why <laughs> would Alice... Like, isn't it more realistic for them to seem surprised that right. Edward is sitting somewhere new?
1: Right, right.
0: Like, Alice, just just don't mention just it.
1: Just don't tell people exactly what's going to happen today. Yeah. I noted in this section, just again, it's another example also of all the Cullens being very one-dimensional like Rosalie is just annoyed and calls him an idiot and Emmett says lost his mind poor kid it's just like just more of that weird tone that Emmett takes in this book in his mind and they're all just like not interesting
0: yep it I really feel like I don't understand Emmett's line at all because Emmett, you know that Edward is probably going to fall in love with Bella. So like, do you think that he's lost (laughs) his mind by trying to spend time with her? (laughs) Good point.
1: It's interesting, Melissa, that you said you thought dialogue was cut from here because I'm pretty sure it's all all here. Word for word, the same dialogue. I don't she seemed very much a slave to the original text, so I don't think she cut anything.
0: I also got the feeling that it was all here. <laughs> well, I didn't, but when I felt, said I read it half
1: an hour before, I mean, I like
0: I don't like mean. I don't it. say <laughs> that
1: to doubt you, I just say it to remark upon how different it felt to you. Like, I think the fact is that all of it is here, but it felt so different to you, and I think it has less tension like oh, totally. in Twilight, this whole scene is this like was very
0: intense. Yes. In
1: Twilight, your heart is in Sabrina. your throat. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and she's like guessing, and he's being all coy. Mm-hmm. And from his perspective, I think it's
0: okay. He says, here's a great example.
1: Here's a great example. When yeah, he's like telling himself to keep it light, and then he says his iconic line: "I decided as long as I was going to hell, I might as well do it thoroughly." Like, that is like electrifying in Twilight. Yes. His yes. comment, his inner commentary is what had made me say that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it just saps all like charm
1: from it.
0: Like, <laughs> Oh, I disagree. I think what had made me say that is full of charm, but it's not electrifying. Yeah. Right. It moves I guess it's it from charming. like romance, like tension between them, sparks flying to like comedy. Right. Right. It's Does so It funny. makes sense in the context where, like, literally, you know, 20 lines before, he says, keep it light in his head. And then comes the iconic line, you know, I decided that as long as I was going to hell, I might as well do it thoroughly, which is the opposite of keeping anything right. light. Like, That's he didn't he didn't decide
1: this before we get to the line. <laughs> so no, like she it was is. a slave. the text but like only like line by line like she didn't back write far enough to be like okay well 10 pages before this he has to be like okay I'm just in it right
0: I like I identify so strongly with that experience of thinking like all right I got this. I got this. And then something comes out of your <laughs> mouth that's so stupid. And then you're like, oh my God, I didn't have it. And you're like, okay, I can save it. I can save it. And you try to like say the right thing and you mess up again. And you're like, oh, what's wrong with me? Like, I thought it I feel so like funny. Edward goes like full on in that, like, oh man, I just did the stupidest thing. <laughs> that was not keeping it light (laughs) (laughs) he just contradicts himself in like constantly and and just goes with it (laughs) i Um, wrote he thought he was gonna be so swap (laughs) it was also a line that i thought was funny which is um oh because she bought a drink and nothing else and he's like was that right didn't she need more nutrition I never paid much attention to a human's diet before. And I was like, you have multiple medical degrees. <laughs> what only mean? Did he go to med school, but he knows all the different fricking bugs in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I feel like he should know. Right. Like the basics of like nutrition. He's around humans right. it's
1: like daily. Humans eat lunch. It's the right. only meal that he is around humans for. He knows that humans eat lunch. I also thought that was the stupidest line. It was like this is baseline human behavior. Yeah, humans I was like, eat lunch. Jesus.
0: Like <laughs> it's not even like, oh, like I wonder if she doesn't feel well. I right. wonder if she had a big breakfast. You know, like, does she need to eat lunch? <laughs> All throughout this chapter, I was like, Bella's not like other girls. No, yeah. (laughs) So maybe she's like, is she not like other girls? (laughs) Does she subsist only on lemonade? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think one of the reasons that this scene is so electrifying in Twilight (laughs) and not in Midnight Sun, although I do still really very much enjoy this chapter, is that the quality of their secrets is very different. Yes. Bella right. is trying to uncover a great secret. Like, right. Edward hiding right. that he's a vampire. Like, the mystery on Edward's end is like, what's Bella thinking about? Right. Is she... Mistress? Bella's... He already technically she like no. Right.
1: He has great mysteries to uncover, but they are things outside of Bella's control, and we know that he will not figure them out by the end of this book. Like, his mysteries are, why can't I hear Bella's mind, and why does she smell so good? And neither of those is ever answered.
0: True. I, I don't think it's about the fact that we know what Bella's thinking, because when I reread Twilight, I'm still caught up in the feelings, even though yeah. I know the answer to the mystery. I really do think it's what Olivia's saying with, like, the quality of the mystery is just not as good.
1: Right. Just not as yeah, good. Yeah, I, I was, I, that's a, Exactly what I was thinking that Edward knows too much for this to be super exciting. Like, and because he knows it, the reader knows it. And so it's not right. as mysterious. And we
0: already know I Bella's invested because he's already stalked her and said his name. So, like, there's no, like, does she feel like about me the same way that I feel about her? Like, bro, yeah, even her. the romantic mystery is, is not as strong.
1: Well, I guess. I- If this was its own, if this stood alone, we would have the mystery of whether Bella is interested. But he's almost like so deep into his own brain that you don't get that much from Bella. It almost feels like we get less from Bella in this chapter than we should.
0: We know at the very least that Bella said, Edward, stay, don't go. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is like compelling. Like it's compelling evidence, but it's not necessarily like damning, you know? Right. like, if I were like I don't know if someone likes me I could be like it's just a dream that doesn't mean anything right
1: and it should be compelling because it's the kind of story where he knows that he's going to fall in love with her and then he like mm-hmm. waits for it to happen I think there's tension in that like narrative tension in that but somehow it like doesn't work here uh,
0: what do you guys think Stephanie could have done to make this chapter work better. I think that if she had leaned harder on the comedy of this, like, okay, it's not going to be as, like, electrifyingly romantic as Twilight, but we can get some, like, hilarious slapstick of Edward trying so hard to be casual and, like, like heightening the ridiculous things that he says and, like, his reaction internally – Because instead, his internal reaction is kind of consistently like, "Oh, why'd I do that? Well, at at least it was honest. Like, it's funny, but it could be funnier. So that's how I would fix it. But what do you guys think?
1: I would have to reread it to see if she was already doing this. But like I said, it feels like I get less Bella. And I think this scene in Twilight is Bella trying desperately to interpret everything that he's saying. And I feel like in Midnight Sun, she does a lot of Edward explaining what he's about to say, and I think mm-hmm. that's very unsuccessful. So I want less of what Edward is trying to get across and failing at, and more of him like desperately trying to interpret Bella, which I think I'm is I'm having there. a
0: brain blast. Mm-hmm. That is such a good point, that mm-hmm. Midnight Sun is also, Twilight is kind of about Edward. Midnight Sun right. is also about Edward. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> instead of Edward, like trying to figure out, like, like he dialing monologues in about to her. Be- yeah, but it's not but that's like really about her. But it's well, not like electrifying
1: right, right. in the like one-on-one face-to-face way. He's just like telling us about this stuff that she's doing with other people, and it's like, oh, she's so perfect.
0: Yeah, but it's not like <laughs> the side of her mouth quirked down. Well, right. what could that mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is what Bella is doing. She's, like, Googling shit. She's, like, trying right. to figure it out.
0: Yeah. That'd be so funny if Edward was, like, okay, I am a mythical creature. There have, Maybe there are other mythical creatures. I'm, I know this seems crazy, but I'm going to Google mind reading and just, like, look into the literature and see if there are other examples of, like, fictional mind readers not being able to read minds. Because maybe it'll be relevant to me. I don't know. I'm fake, too.
1: Like I, I do. So one of my
0: favorite moments is later when he does like, he's like, "Was she really even human?" Yeah. I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> That's a great question, Edward. That was so uh, funny. And he's just like, "She looked human. She felt <laughs> soft as a human. She smelled human, but actually better." <laughs> and I was and like, you, "Those were
1: great questions." We, he says. What other option was there though? And I wrote, (laughs) which.
0: And it was also like, she doesn't think like a human. And I was like, she does. You just can't read her. So, whatever, whatever. But like, I was like, I really wanted more of like Edward kind of trying to like figure out what Bella is if she isn't human as a way of explanation. (laughs) That's so
1: fun i think i also felt in this scene like i get that edward is confused about himself but i don't really get where he is in his journey like he's kind of trying to like see bits of he wants to be honest with her but he hasn't played out like okay but like how do i fall in love with her and she doesn't know i'm a vampire like how does that work right so it's unclear to me what he's still trying to defend what right. he's trying to he's accomplish. He's decided that he
0: loves her already at this right. point. Right.
1: But I don't really get
0: what the how end the game is. Yeah. And I
1: get that, like, it's unclear at this point to him, but he's so all over the place that it's, like, confusing what he's trying to get out of any of this.
0: I wish that we had, like, a clearer delineation from Edward's perspective. Like, before he loved her, the way that he, like, saw the world and saw Bella and the way that he sees her now it's Mm. very clear the delineation between like his first impression of her Mm. and now but listeners if I were editing this book Mm -hmm. I might be like okay Edward is in love for the first time like how does that change the way that he sees his environment around him like does everyone seem happier for some Mm -hmm. reason like, do even the trees just kind of seem more upbeat? Like, do do all these things go wrong in his day and he like doesn't even notice? Like, can you like give us more of that? Instead, Edward is in Bella's room the night before. He says he like goes under in that really great passage that we all love. And when he comes back, he knows that he's in love with her. And then the rest of it is written very similarly. to like the way that he viewed her in the handful of chapters before like he had already recognized that she was beautiful he had already recognized that she was like good and smart and all these things but right like the literal writing doesn't evolve along with his emotions which I would just like to
1: see like he doesn't get less miserable
0: right like um I was just realizing that it doesn't really make any sense because in the last chapter you know says you're gonna hurt and he's like no but then he goes over to uh her room sleep and he's like wait yep there it is yep it's done <laughs> <laughs> so there me- it is <laughs> uh so there isn't real there's still isn't like any build of you know like Edward slowly mm. realizing like the things right. that he likes about her the things that he has come to love he from went from I must not be around her to Alice says I'm gonna love her and look it's happened <laughs> yeah and I think that sort of like build is also important to tension building but like it, we don't have it at all I like the kind of insta love experience of this where he like describes like you know going underwater and emerging. Right. I it's found it perspective, But I think you're right that from a like narrative standpoint in general building is stronger than just like right. and now it's different. <laughs> right. And the only thing that you have to mark that it's different is this passage where you say it's different now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really love the line where they're talking about, like, their friendship, and Bella's like, okay, so are we friends then? And he's like, friends, I repeated. I didn't like the sound of that. It wasn't enough. And he's saying, like, but, like, my soul is so connected to her. Like, is there a word beyond friendship? And I just wrote down, like, can someone count the number of conversations they've had at this point? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) it's been like three yeah (laughs) that many like okay biology the first day they didn't talk so no uh just biology when he comes back um biology when he's like I don't want to talk to you anymore uh hospital the hospital and like by the truck and now like lunch lunch
1: yeah Yeah. I'm trying to place about well, they three talked things. on
0: this, their walk to school when he was like, "Do you want me to like drive you to Seattle?" Oh yeah, right. there's that. The nurse but, like, is still saying. that's like no, that's after this.
1: When does when does about three things happen? I can't place it now.
0: About things, I was absolutely sure.
1: I don't know. I kind of wrote it, it down the timeline. The first time that they use the word vampire is in the car on the way home from Port Angeles, so it's way later. Right. Because she's not positive that he's a vampire until he admits it which is in the car back from port angeles which is right. way later than this so Edward she doesn't know this first. whole time she like falls in love a lot more slowly which makes sense yeah right i think bella comes across so sassy here
0: and I, it is i love she is it really fun. i enjoy it i wrote yes. i heart bella yeah i, wrote, I, wrote, I like bella it <laughs> Which is not necessarily something I thought when I was reading Twilight. Like, I found her very right. relatable, but I was not like, oh, and gee, I really like this girl. You
1: just don't notice how, like, snappy she is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and well, that's one of the arguments about I it. made in Twilight. I was like, no, Bella does have a personality. She's got some good <gasps> jokes. We just right. don't talk about them. You just kind oh, of skim over right. them. But, like, I don't know. I didn't so... notice it.
1: No. Like, you're so focused on him being like broody and romantic and in this right, he's just like leaping from like melodramatic warning that he doesn't understand himself. Right.
0: Like, And I like get Bella's reaction but here. but not
1: understanding
0: it. Where she's like what the fuck man? Yeah like, like what's up with you? What's up with you? And I'm like same. <laughs> it's just like I don't know I read it in a much more positive light here maybe because I'm also annoyed with Edward. I don't know maybe maybe I, maybe I wasn't as annoyed with him reading Twilight, and so I was just—he's like, just
1: mysterious and cool,
0: right? <laughs> well, the same way that when we like hear Edward explain why he's gonna say what he's about to say, the line kind of has less impact, right? We right, also like read about Bella like working through her thoughts, so I think uh-huh. it makes sense that you know her like little quips have more impact or more quippy. You here. know, yeah. this yeah. made me think. What do, what would Twilight have been like if it was written, like, entirely in third person? Because I like Twilight not knowing what Edward is thinking, and I like Midnight Sun not knowing what Bella is thinking. Like, omniscient third person or, like, yeah. kind of sparse third well, person?
1: Well, omniscient as opposed to, like, just Bella. Right, right. Like, limited Bella point of view third person. Maybe
0: right. you could have worked. I don't... I don't think it would be as good. I think Twilight through like the eye is so powerful. Yeah. And like sucks you in as a reader and you go with it. But if you were on the outside, you'd be like, Bella, he's telling you all these ter That he's a (laughs) terrible person. You should stay away with him. Why are you- Why? You do need her explaining it to herself. (laughs) Right in order to get on board. Yeah, I think just literally reading the word I makes it feel like it's you. And so you kind of forgive more choices. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, her relatability is very high. Right. I just, I think it's when they try to like, like as Edward's explaining everything that he doesn't say, I'm like, okay, but that actually still doesn't Doesn't make make sense. sense. So it makes me more annoyed at you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, if I just didn't have all of these instances where you're explaining yourself, I would be way more entertained by this. Are we saying that Stephanie is really good at dialogue?
1: Oh, maybe. Because I feel like also in this chapter, it's like the dialogue all works really well, and then she like ruins it by
2: explaining. explaining.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like if this was just a script of dialogue, I think it would still work. Oh, yeah. Well, the... The passages where he isn't over-explaining are the ones that are most fun.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Right. I think she just overworked it. I agree. Oh, yeah. If you look well, at that's page... our take from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah overworked. That's true. It was one of my words, I think. If you look at like, pages 123 and 124, this is a passage where like he's not overthinking it. You can see a lot of quotation marks in line with each other. The conversation <laughs> is actually moving forward. Right. And at 124, he finally like takes a break to think. And that moment I actually found very compelling and moving. So it reads, you were dangerous. She guessed her breathing hiked and her heart raced. I couldn't answer her. Was this my last moment with her? Would she run now? Could I be allowed to tell her that I loved her before she left? Or would that frighten her more? Like before, we got that kind of thing, every line, and I kind of lost its power. Yes, but totally. Now that we've had a break, and Edward is just now kind of reflecting, I wrote, Low, I am moved. <laughs> I, I found the line, like, could I be allowed to tell her that I loved her before she left? So compelling. Yeah. Like, oh, Edward loves her, and he knows he has to let her go, but he's like, I wonder if I could at least just let her know that I love. like maybe that's okay kind of like the bargaining yeah I was like oh my heart (laughs) yeah and this is a
1: thought that isn't reflected in his words but makes sense with the words that he says
0: right great point so many of his thoughts are reflected in his words and so we don't so need them they're super or they aren't reflected in his words but they make no sense yeah with the words so it's just confusing yeah but this is new information that makes sense and therefore this passive mm-hmm. works
1: okay can i ask a dumb question yeah so he says that he's skipping blood typing because it was healthier for the humans if the vampires ditched on days when human blood would be spilled. So I kind of always just assumed that it's like just best practice, there's going to be bleeding humans, just get out of the way. Right. What would happen if Edward pricked his finger? Not is like, there blood in there? Or is it all not. venom? It's all venom. I don't think,
0: I don't think he has like So are they actually
1: skipping veins? because they cannot blood type themselves?
0: I think that is a portion of it. Because I was I was thinking like they would have to smuggle in blood. Right. <laughs> and like they could certainly manage to like get blood onto the card without anyone noticing. Oh yeah. Like, they're perfect. Yeah, that's what's in their power. I'm sure they have the ability to do that. <laughs> they certainly do, but I think Olivia's right. That's like not worth the time. And therefore they're also skipping because no. also why? they don't want to be there anyway. Skip yeah, every day, cool. y'all. I guess it's cool. <laughs> um okay Edward's in his car he sees Mike like walking along with Bella and Bella looks really bad and I was like I am in this like emotionally I am with Edward on this journey he like picks Bella up off the ground to take her to the nurse's office and he's like thrilled and terrified half grateful and half aggrieved by the predicament that made touching her a necessity blah 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 I was like oh emotion right like he's very specific about how he only touches like her raincoat and her pants and he like keeps her body away from his but that just increases the tension of like imagine if they weren't separating themselves (laughs) and touching through raincoats
2: (laughs) it's
1: so funny when you it's so funny melissa when you lean into the mic (laughs) and then we just have to edit it back down later (laughs) I, don't, I get really, I just leave it, it
0: loud. <laughs> but there are still moments where I, I where Melissa goes in, like I go, this. I go in close because I really care. It's so loud. <laughs> Welcome to Twilight Phase ASMR.
1: <laughs> that was good. You know what totally does hold up? The little back and forth about how Bella faints at the sight of blood. Oh my God, yes. Still so good. So funny. So, that fun. was so funny. <laughs> Not even your own blood. <laughs>
0: I like it when fellas like, uh, yeah, you know, it smells like rust and salt. And Edward's like, no, people can't smell blood. That was the first of this chapter's, I'm not like other humans. I'm a special human. <laughs> special human. Oh, okay. Also, next page, we get more of... Mike's internal monologue. Oh, this is wild. It's so weird. This is where Mike is like, Bella, you're hanging out this weekend, right? And he looks at Edward and like, doesn't say anything. Like, you're not invited. <laughs> and Mike's like, what does she see in that freak? Sure, he's rich, I guess. Girls think he's hot, but I don't see that. Two dot dot dot. Too perfect, so I'm like, Mike. So, you do think he's hot, in fact, you mm-hmm. think he's too perfect, right? <laughs> just admit, you think that, just admit it, he's an attractive man. Yeah, I bet his dad experiments with plastic surgery on all of them, that's why they're all so white and pretty. It's not natural, and he's sort of scary looking. Sometimes, when he stares at me, I swear he's thinking about killing me, freak. And what? I gotta give Mike the a little fuck. bit of credit because. <laughs> If somebody, lo- if I had a feeling that every time someone looked at me, I thought they wanted to kill me, or that they were thinking of killing me, I'd be like, yeah, I don't like that person.
1: Sure. I hate Fair. Them. Huh? Uh-huh.
0: But would you think to yourself,
1: I bet their dad, who is a very <laughs> kind and helpful doctor at the hospital, who I've probably <laughs> spoken to and, and helped by multiple times, must experiment
0: on them. <laughs> the word plastic experiment is so surgery? weird like it's not even like like teenagers get plastic surgery it right, it's not like i
1: bet he lets them get plastic surgery yeah it's i Maybe bet he, he tries
0: secretly... out weird plastic surgery on them if <laughs> really like experimenting
1: it because it just... i don't think it would go so well
0: <laughs> okay well i think this is like a classic example of you know what they're freaks I bet their dad experiments on them. Like, I don't think he actually believes that. <laughs> no, it's just Mike being totally ridiculous. Yeah. Ugh. Um. My favorite uh, description from Edward comes on page 131, where he uh, does his smolder thing on Ms. Coke. And, uh, and he says, like, you know, that it was really easy to manipulate her. And he says... I stared into her depthless eyes (laughs) like well we know that she's lame
1: because she has no depth to
0: her eyes she has not deep eyes whose eyes are odd odd to the depth of (laughs) them I was like okay cool I'm glad that we've established that this teacher is not like Bella really shallow and not cool I can just see a proofreader, like, highlighting and unhighlighting that word, like, trying to deliberate on if they should query it. And typing right. in, like, odd word choice, and then being like, <laughs> out of line, not my position. Because, like, <laughs> like uh, it's Stephanie Meyer, I'm, like, a little intimidated, like, <clears throat> right. but it, this is weird. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. And this, not going to do it. And the depthless comment is just better because... Previously on page 123, when he tries to persuade Bella, he says, I stared deep into her eyes, an easy thing to do with eyes so deep. (laughs) He stared deep into her eyes, an easy thing to do because their eyes are so deep. This is also set off by M dashes. Which is also set off by M dashes. (laughs) I stared deep into her eyes,
1: M dash, an easy thing to do with eyes so deep, M dash, and whispered, please. I also marked this because it's the exact same yes. weird thing that he's saying about her eyes in a phrase set off by M-dashes. <laughs> it's
0: completely superfluous.
1: I was going to pick this as my worst sentence, I think. It is so worst sentence. <laughs> funny. I
0: picked it as my worst sentence and it stood out to me and then it extra stood out to me when he's talking about Ms. Cope and, and she's like, death, her eyes are deathless. Eye. Oh, so <laughs> much. Okay, then we
1: get to the super iconic, incredible Bella is Not Like Normal Girls Up, um, up. line on 132, which I have to so read good.
0: all of. <laughs> read all of it,
1: yeah. Enjoy. I watched her as she lifted her face to the light rain with her eyes closed, a slight smile on her lips. What was she thinking? Something about this action seemed off, and I quickly realized why the posture looked unfamiliar to me. Normal human girls wouldn't raise their faces to the drizzle that way. Normal human girls usually wore makeup, even here in this wet place. Bella never wore makeup, nor should she. The cosmetics industry made billions of dollars a year from women who were trying to attain skin like hers.
0: We could do a whole half hour on (laughs) just these two paragraphs. Easy peasy. What is this? Like three sentences?
1: Oh it's my like, god! So it's like, I feel like women shouldn't wear makeup is like the first. You know the like galaxy brain meme. Yeah, of, galaxy like, brain. You think yeah. that you're deep. Like the dumb thought: Surf women should wear makeup. Thought. Right. First level galaxy brain is women shouldn't wear makeup
0: because they're already like it's like, because, like, corporations are just corporations profiting stuff. off of them, yeah. or, like, I guess it's the thought of, like,
1: you're so beautiful that you don't need makeup, maybe, is first level right. galaxy brain, and it's not that he, like, lets her not be beautiful, it's, like, well, she's already so beautiful that, like, other girls wish that their makeup made them as beautiful as Bella is, and she's better than those other
0: girls because she's so pure that she doesn't need makeup. Yeah. It's like the purpose of makeup is to make you more beautiful. It can't be for your own enjoyment. Right. It can't be for your own artistic expression. Right. It's for beauty. Yeah. It is exclusively for beauty and it is the realm of normal human girls. Bella doesn't need any of that because she's so much Better because so special. more beautiful is she's more valuable. Pure without, she's already beautiful without makeup,
1: which is even more pure form of beauty.
0: And all these other women are like spending all this cash to try to attain skin like Bella, which girls. is like right. deathly pale. <laughs> and translucent <Right>. and friends <laughs> it's like you remember when that one direction song you don't know you're beautiful came yes. out and uh, there was yeah. like that whole and like, that's
1: what makes you beautiful
0: right and that's what makes you beautiful is right. the fact that you know you don't think of yourself as beautiful and you're like well I can't think I'm pretty and still be pretty
1: <laughs> right it's like the catch 22 of like well if you think that you're beautiful
0: then you're not and you're not beautiful so you agree You think you're really pretty. That's what I was saying. I I think we've made fun of this enough that our position is clear, but (laughs) I like really want to be very direct. Listeners, your choice to wear makeup or not wear makeup has no impact on like your value in society. You can be beautiful with or without makeup. and And additionally you are still valuable if you are not beautiful yeah also true (laughs) there are many different like ways to be beautiful one like sure there's like the conventional societal like type of beauty that we're taught and perhaps you don't ascribe to that you can still be beautiful without that and even if you're like looking at me i don't think i'm beautiful in any sense you are just as important and as valuable as a person As than, all other people Yeah, everyone else
1: Snap, 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 snap Snap, okay. snap, snap Next snap. page, he uses the word courting twice <laughs> And like, it's a it's a relatable Sentiment, it's very vampire-y of him I didn't yes. know how to do this, how to court her As a normal human, modern man In the year 2005
0: In the year of our lord <laughs> 2005 But it still worked <laughs> I wrote dweeb alert. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Edward. He doesn't deserve it. And then Edward kind of like gives us the run through of how everybody else got together. Yes. Which (laughs) from a storytelling perspective, I don't think it's like super successful to be like, and here's a bunch of unnecessary backstory. Yeah. But as a Twilight fan that read Midnight Sun, looking forward to a bunch of unnecessary backstory. (laughs) It was fun. I mean, I don't. I there were some aspects of this that I liked, but also it, it didn't really meet my, I don't know what I wanted as far as backstory for these characters. Um,
1: I liked the Alice you know, Jasper's story because it helps you think through how strange it is, right, to meet somebody who already loves you because they know that they will love you. I feel right. like their story is interesting, and it's the shortest one because it's like straightforward. Like, this is how it went. It was weird.
0: I don't know. The way he describes Rosalie and Emmett is, like, kind of what we already knew, which is, like, they right. saw each other and they were, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, which, also, I was, like, in the first second Rosalie saw Emmett, she'd been drawn to the innocence and honesty that had invaded her in her life. And I was, I was like, wasn't he getting mauled by a bear? Yeah, how did she know that? You know, it was something in his face. In the, just like the way he was bear. getting mauled. The being mauled yeah. by the bear thing.
1: And then, like, oh, she was so beautiful that Emmett just worships her and that's
0: like, like no that's <laughs> not that's not all of it that's all not not it like and there is more you're just not telling us
1: carlisle and esme which i'll remind you are the farthest from us as readers like mm-hmm. you know her demographic is teens it's really us as adults but like theoretically you know we're on edward's level carlisle and esme get a whole page oh yeah and yeah i don't think we knew that Esme had met Carlisle as a girl and drawn to his gentleness, wit, and otherworldly beauty formed an attachment that had haunted her for the rest of her human years. After the burning torment of transformation, when she'd awakened to the face of her long, cherished dream,
0: her affections were entirely his. It's, like, kind of weird. It's weird, I think, also because I think this is what Edward kind of thinks of, like, I don't know, his relationship with Bella is, like, how he actually wants it to happen. You know, not, like changing her later but that she grows older and like she loves him and i don't know and it's just weird in this context because it's like mom and dad and clearly it worked out really well for them but like also it was very tragic (laughs) so and it was very convenient right, right she was like
1: she was like even more down for this than carlisle thought she was gonna be exactly
0: I think that it's very clear that Stephanie, like, believes in fate and in the idea of, like, soulmates. Mm -hmm. And so we get these, like, kind of weird pairings where it's like, oh, it just conveniently works out because fate. They're perfect for each other. (laughs) And Edward says, you know, Esme, like, already loved Carlisle and Carlisle, like, soon learned to return that love. And like, sure, there were a few moments of like awkwardness, but nothing, a little mind reading couldn't fix. And I was like, can you like butt out of it? Right. <laughs> like, can you let them work it out for themselves? <laughs> like that kind of like tentative moment of like, oh, you thought I meant, oh no, I was trying to say that um, I was into right. you, but whatever, you like leave
1: a forever. Adoptive son pokes his head in. He was like, oh, you're misunderstanding each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, let, let them have their, like, cute moment. Like, they'll grow stronger. Let them work uh, it out.
1: After he thinks through all of this, he reminds us that not a full second had passed while these oh, less complicated oh, pairings I, pass through my mind. Uh, like, I'm okay. so
0: special. I you're unique so and cool.
1: But, like, Jasper and Alice's romance was complicated. Just
0: in a totally different way. <laughs> like, even Carlisle and Esme, like that it took you a cool. whole page. Yeah, it took you a whole page to tell us about it. He's so, a yeah. really fast thinker. Just think so fast, and it must. Oh my god, I have never thought about the emotional turmoil that Esme must have gone through. Because she had like a previous husband, she lost mm-hmm. her baby, then she jumps off the cliff and is like delivered into Carlisle's arms. But she must have, she must be- yeah, li- wasn't she still married? Yeah. She must have so much like survivor's guilt. Like, yeah. it's so wonderful that I'm with this person I always wanted to be with. But Edward is technically privy to those thoughts. Yeah, like why Uh, are we getting any of her like like I'm happy that I have this, but I'm still so sad that I lost my child. And like Melissa, did you say you read a bunch of Carlisle Esme stuff? Or was it Charlie? I read Charlie Esme. Excuse me.
1: Totally totally unrelated.
0: Okay, never mind. Then we have Edward driving Bella home. Um, Which is, you know, another one of the great scenes in Twilight. Twilight's best scenes are just when they talk, Feminine. when they're together yeah. and having conversation for sure. Yeah. I think that proves that
1: Stephanie is good at dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Because the um, other parts of Twilight are Bella like singing really hard in the woods, and that also doesn't make sense. No, not my favorite.
0: <laughs> in Twilight, when Edward says his line, Bella saying like, "Oh yeah, like." I don't think my mom would want me to date anyone, like, too scary, but, like, oh, a little scary is probably fine. Like, whatever it is that they say. And Edward says, would she extend the same courtesy to you, do you think, no matter who your choice was? Saying, like, would she be okay with whoever you would pick? In Twilight, you know that Edward's, like, kind of talking about himself, but it doesn't hit you emotionally, but in Midnight Sound, this line, like, hit me emotionally. I was like, mm. oh, he is in love with her, and he knows he's all wrong for her, but he, he still, it. like, would crave yeah. a little bit of parental approval. <laughs> right. He wants was like, That's to cute. be wanted by her mom. Which yeah. Like, oh, same. He knows it's impossible, but he's like, but maybe?
1: That's pretty much it. He yeah. nicks her key right at the end, which you Obviously Bella doesn't notice. Right. And it makes no I always thought sense. he was being like so sneaky and cool by getting her truck home after this day, but he just pickpockets. He just pickpocketed her. Makes sense. Fair Why
0: can't he just ask for the key? Be like, he has oh to yeah. Cool I said mysterious. Alice would bring it back. Can I have the key for that?
1: Cause he has to be cool and mysterious. Yeah. Well, that
0: worked in Twilight, but right. in midnight sun, it's weird. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> I All like right. the part near the end where he is talking about the fact that he went to her room last night. He says, I still wasn't sure exactly what madness had possessed me last night. I really needed to find a way to control my impulses. I like that Edward's like, did I do that? I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> sound like me. denying I do I don't that? Know. <laughs> that was a funny vibe to me. That's it. Right. It was a great chapter best
1: sentence or sentence um i almost picked the m dashes that is my worst sentence
0: about her deep eyes about That's her your deep worst. eyes and looking into them deeply
1: i'm gonna pick i was surprised watching bella stumble through the day tripping over cracks in the sidewalk stray books and most often her own feet that the people i eavesdropped on thought of her as clumsy this is a terrible sentence. He says, I was surprised, then lists all of the times that she's been clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> says
0: that people thought she was clumsy.
1: It's just a terrible sentence.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm going to pick towards the bottom of 125. Edward is complaining about how much he doesn't like Mike. If he'd <laughs> done something to harm her, I would annihilate him not even the tiniest fragment of his body would ever be recovered god like, chill out <laughs> oh my god like do you really think that mike like killed bella outside <laughs> <laughs> just, like relax can't he like immediately hear her heartbeat or something yeah and just like not even the tiniest fragment yeah body. it's supposed he's to be very romantic
1: angry. he's very like, angry in this chapter I right. think that
0: he relishes imagining hurting Mike too much. A little, a yes. little too much. Yeah, he- um, Completely. get it. He's Gross. jealous. He
1: doesn't have to be violent about it. No. Yeah. Okay, here's my best sentence, which is a very relatable Edward moment. He gives one of his, like, weird little cryptic warnings. I'm warning you now that I'm not a good friend for you. I waited for her response, torn in two, wishing she would finally hear and understand, thinking I might die if she did. How melodramatic. It's kind of silly. He calls himself melodramatic, but I also found this to be one of his most, like, human, relatable sentiments. Like, you I say that works. thing to your crush where you're like, well, like, I almost want you to understand what I actually mean, but I also
0: will die. Will die. if will figure <laughs> out what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think it worked. It's a good line. (laughs) Poor Eddie. I also have one that's like pretty earnest. Uh, It's at the top of page 125. I'll see you later then, I said, trying for casual again, staring down (laughs) at the whirling lid. Please save yourself. Please (laughs) never leave me. And those last two sentences are in italics. I was like, ooh, that is some effective italicizing. (laughs) And here is trying to like be casual and he's like see you later but internally he has so much like mental anguish he's like <laughs> he's begging her he's like save yourself like get away from me but in the very next line he's like but also stay
2: yeah i also
0: found that very human like
2: you yeah.
0: know knowing he's very torn Some things like oh i liked it uh my best sentence is on 136 and also kind of i don't know relatable edward moment but also one where i finally you know applaud him for i don't know really thinking about himself and himself in like bella's universe rather than like the other way around um and he says what would i be doing if i weren't the villain of the story i asked myself um, which I thought was just a really good example of Edward finally taking some like self-thought into I don't know what he wanted to come out of any of these interactions and like I don't know and also it was a great use of subjunctive again uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listeners I don't know if you were present for my first little diatribe about this. Subjunctive tense, but he uses the word weren't here instead of wasn't, um, implying that he does not see any reality in which he isn't the villain in the story. Right. So but he's um, imagining excellent. it, he's trying, he's trying, sort of, he, exactly. Like he's like, okay, well, I well, that's what how I need to go about this, even though I am the villain, he's faking it till he makes it, exactly. Already oh we picked good sentences <laughs>
1: We yeah that chapter was things. chock full yeah all right come on back next week we will still be rereading midnight Sun. that's right there's so much to go but i feel like we're about to get to some good stuff hopefully i don't know
0: the uh, thing is is like we start off every episode like oh this chapter <laughs> and at the end we're like yeah, there's was, there
1: was a lot of good stuff, stuff in, there. in there. It's true. Listeners, email us with questions, comments, and the kind of cult that you would accidentally get embroiled into at Podcast at gmail.com.
0: For my cult.
1: Head on over for some cool perks and extras at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Shout out to our patrons, Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, Samantha, Aaron, Josh, Karen, and Ed. You make this shit keep running. You can follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by me, I don't know, somebody. <laughs> Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mori.
0: We'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it you can bite me <laughs>
1: you can't even get through the whole thing
0: <laughs> i thought about how aaron wrote in and was like it's funny that you laugh after you say it and so that made me laugh but i hadn't gotten to the end yet I was